Back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Chris. Yo. And I'm alive. <laughs> so Ashley's back. So with your Let's see. So I, I looked up the date. So technically, almost exactly the amount of time I've been on this really dumb, ridiculous workout yeah. schedule. So it's been almost 48 days. Last time you joined us. Wow. Holy crap. That seemed that long. It doesn't seem like that long. It really doesn't. And like now that I think I looked back at the schedule, I was like, all right, I've been in Nashville. And then I had, you know, the stepmom duties all last yeah. week when we got, you know, my future stepson, you know, last minute. We had no idea. And it's just my schedule's been everywhere. Yeah. And then everywhere. I think you were, I know you were, you had, you're sick the one day mm-hmm. and you were traveling two of the times I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ridiculousness. and Gray uh, life. Oh, I know. That's just the Yeah, thing. I love being an adult. Being 30 is really cool. Can't wait to see what 31 hits me with. <laughs> 31. Makes Chris feel young. I know, right? That's old. Well, I'm just now dipping my old. toes into this adult thing. I'm the, I'm the old. old man. So. Yeah, I'm a little behind you. So, anyway. So, Ashley's back. So, the gang is back. And then, good stuff. Yay, good podcast. Yeah, it's been another It's another good week to talk hockey. Yeah, so we had a little uh, Twitter fun after our last one. Chris we did. did. I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole We're thing. We're not going to get into when it. When we but... talk about the poll, I'll, I'll say my piece. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good fun. week to be a Blues fan again after... Yeah. Was it two weeks ago where I felt like we were having a funeral? Yeah, where we're at the roller coaster here continues. We had a six game win streak followed by a five, then a four, and then we kind of are like we've won four or five. Yeah. So kind of a, or like four, yeah, four or five. We got so, the points that we were worried about not getting. Yeah. So it's basically true. the blues, like I said, the hard quote unquote hard part of the schedule for March is out of the way. Now you yeah. kind of got what like like I said, cupcake teams or teams you should beat. Because they are what they say god awful. Everybody knock on wood for I that. I mean, this week's got a couple of of roadblocks, but by and large, it's it's fairly smooth sailing between now and the end of the year. Yeah, you have Calgary a chance. scares me, which they're I never on a I would say. they're on a ten game win streak, and Brian Elliott is five twelve. Game? Five game for Brian Elliott, I 12. think. Twelve. Twelve. No, he's not, not twelve for him or twelve for the he's team. He's twelve zero and one. Wow, oh. he is on fire lately. So the team, like they've been switching back and forth in their goalies. The team, Correct. the team is up to I think they're nine and one in the last ten. Yes. So they're Ooh, playing those very flames well. are hot and on they fire, guys. Jumped up to <laughs> second, third, third. They jumped. It's, a, it's like literally a log jam in the Pacific right now. We'll yeah. go over that in the, at the end of uh, everything here. So. We'll go into uh, also. We'll talk about uh, the, one of the Blues prospects turning pro, and another prospect possibly turning pro, but he has to wait a little bit longer. So, all right. So a little tease there. We'll get into what's the scoop the games first, and we'll do news after that. Sure. So Blues, we have four games officially to go over since mm-hmm. the last time we came to you. Phrasing. Uh-huh. Uh, we have our pretty much the West Coast swing. Yep. Of things. So Blues first started off on the 13th in L.A., so our friend Bobby has not been uh, back on Twitter. I'm glad to see Bobby on Twitter. I am too. And uh, not having any good things to say about the Kings. I think he's pretty much how we were three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, where it was like 
ready to jump off the cliff pretty yeah. much. And uh, so Kings are uh, – Kings are in trouble. Kings are in trouble. They're pretty, at this time the Blues and Kings are two points apart. Two, uh, three because it would have. Oh, right. There was, it was three. three. Blues are up by three, but they have the same amount of games played. So if the Blues win, good cushion. They lose, even closer. Yeah, and little uh, little hair raising. So the Blues uh, start off pretty decent, I think, in this game. I think overall the Blues played a solid top to bottom game. I think this is one of those games where like I was worried because I, I I still respect the Kings as much as they've not 100%. been one hundred percent. And winning well. at Staples Center is not easy. Yeah. So um, yeah, they're a tough crowd. Yeah. So yeah. the first period, it was even though the Blues uh, there's no gold by either side. I thought they pretty a very good like road period. I guess you could say like yeah, not too many shots against a lot of blocks. Um, that's one thing I've noticed a lot. The Blues shot blocks have gone up uh, almost a full three Which is great. blocks a game since Yo took over. It's fantastic. two uh, two point eight is what I'm looking at here. If I did my math correct, and I probably did. So the Blues get start the scoring off with David Prawn getting his 14th of the year from Steen. Uh, I believe this is the one where he was just kind of planted in front of the net. Yep, correct. Yeah, and he just a. Uh, uh, banged it home. So at the thirteen thirty seven mark of the second period. Uh, so here you're like, hmm, let's see how things go. And mind you, also Jake Allen has turned it around. I yes. think officially during this game, I was like, mind you, he has yeah. been playing well, but this is the game where I was like, he was making the saves that were harder saves to make, not just the routine. He was making the Agreed. routine ones. And the non, I guess, can I say non-routine ones, I guess? Agreed. And I've had people um, outside of Blues fandom come, uh, message me and say, man, Allen looks like a new guy. And I, and the only thing that you can really equate it to is, like two years ago, I think it's having the hands-on experience with Martin Brodeur. I think for whatever reason, Brodeur can speak to Allen, and it makes sense. Because... You saw it two years ago when Brodeur was an active player. And and now this year with Brodeur now being the goalie coach, you see the difference in Jake Allen's game. He's more mobile. He's handling the puck. He's clearing the puck better. He seems like he has become more efficient in his movements. Yeah, he's, he's not, not just jumping flopping, around. Yeah. Which is weird because Brodeur was a little bit of a flopper a little bit. Yeah. But he seems like he's gotten out of his head and he's just focused on the task at hand and it's like watching a little mini martin brodeur yeah i feel like he's actually utilizing like i mean martin brodeur is all you know he would poke check you he'd poke check the crap out of you you know and i feel like alan's like he's using all of his limbs now yep. instead of just flopping on the ground he'll kick his legs up or he'll throw his blocker or a stick up and he's gonna poke check you so you know i agree with you that martin brodeur is kind of you know Shining a little light on a different way to play. Yeah, I think that one of the things that uh, Rutherford talked about in one of his articles when he brought up about Jake Allen during this time period, that uh, like Broder just being out of the game has helped as well. Nothing against, sure. I think nothing against Jim Corsi, but maybe his style is considered it didn't translate well to uh, the new, I guess, new age goalies, I guess right. you could say, well, or just... Uh, he's a little more what's that like butterflyish, I yes. guess, compared to. And if you look at like even Ryan Miller, like he's not like a stand-up goalie per se. Oh no, Ryan Miller he's, goes he's, down he's, quick. But he's a lot more phrasing and a lot more. Um, he <laughs> just like tries to get square, and he's not a flopper either at all. No. Like he's just very like concise with his movements, and I think 
I think there's with Allen. I think could be a listening thing too. Like you can say Jim Corsi, and you say Jim Corsi, like okay, well he's supposed to be a pretty good goalie coach. If you say yeah. Martin Brodeur, it's like okay, this is the dude who's won the most games in NHL history. Well, I think that is the difference. And I think maybe the respect level, nothing against. I think maybe, I'm not saying that's not even Jake Allen's mentality. I'm just you know, but maybe that, that would honestly be mine. Mine too. And, and again, know, like, like uh, with all respect to Jim Corsi. You have to be pretty damn good if you get your own stat named after you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's still not Martin Brodeur. You know, that I mean, you're talking him and Patrick Waugh and the rest of the field yeah. for modern goaltending. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree. So it's been a – Jake Allen has been leading the way pretty much. I think the yes. defense, I think, has Keep gotten better too. I think their change from a zone to kind of a man-to-man has really helped as well. Yes, uh, I think getting rid of um, you know Hill was great. Uh, it's funny because I think what, it at least if if it didn't help the team on ice, but I think it helped mentally. Like that's that weights off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, over. It's done. About it. Yeah, and uh, they're four and four since that trade. Not us. The uh, the Capitals. Capitals and two of those games were without him because he served yeah, so, as suspension. So, 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 uh, so I was reading the Caps board just to see how things are. I think I might have told you about this. His new nickname? The new nickname is uh, Shatton Turnover. Ooh. Yep. That's what they're, some of them were calling on the board. I thought it was funny. Anyway, third period rolls around, and the Blues are playing real well. And props to Craig Brube, who's the coach of the Chicago Wolves. He has revived Magnus Payarvi's career. Yes, he has. Uh, Payarvi with his fifth of the year. His fourth since he's been called up, his most recent call up. Uh, that's from Berglund and Petrangelo on the power play. So you're talking mm. Magnus Payarvi's getting power play time. A guy that – was a healthy scratch healthy, most of last healthy season. Healthy scratch yeah. last season and sent out to the minors last year, sent out to the minors this season. Cleared waivers. I think multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times last year. I think only once this year yep. he did. Uh, so that's re- so kudos to him. Another uh, really good goal. Just knack for the net, basically. And then using his speed, using his body. Like, he's skating with his head up, and he's got confidence, and you can tell. And I think that's a big thing for like, – the minor league coach is really – I think finally the Blues talked to the Wolves and said, hey, listen, we got to get on the same page because we're not helping each other by you guys bringing in. Because, you know, it's an agreement. It's not sure. like all our players. This year is a lot more Blues prospects than it has been in the past. Usually they would probably be like 50-50. Now it's kind of a lot of Blues players and uh, probably a hand, only a handful. Like they have like James Wisniewski, who is right. a former NHLer, who, they, who the Wolves signed, and a couple other guys. But outside of that, it's like Blues prospects and goal. Most of the defense, I think yeah. five of the start, starting six are Blues property. And then I think when I counted, I think it was 10 of 12 of the forward lines regularly were Blues property. So you're talking, that's like 90-something percent almost. Yeah. So I really – Which is what you want. Yeah. So I think finally starting to pay dividends down there. And mm-hmm. Magnus Payarvi and when uh, Augustino was up here. Yep. And uh, Wade Megan, when you Barbashev. see Barbashev, who has been playing tremendous and uh, everything, so it really makes you wonder. And I know that he wouldn't do it, but damn, if we could get Yakupov on the same page that Payarvi is, yeah, because those two guys are so fast. Yeah, and he's unfortunately been riding the bench most of the time as the extra player. He's had a couple of games with injuries here and there. Yep. Um, Dustin Brown unfortunately gets a goal after a Ugh. scramble play in front. His eleventh of the year from it was such a junk goal. Doo Brown, yeah, from. Uh, Darty and uh, Toffoli at seventeen oh five. This is pretty much they pulled their goalie, had a power play. This is not a power play, excuse me. Um, 
and they banged home the rebound yep. after a scramble, and it, it was just Miss Edmondson clearing it, just like hop between his legs, and he just missed clearing it before Brown was there. Uh, the Blues, and after that, like you're like kind of pucker up a little bit, mm-hmm. but in the third period, they did not even allow a shot Which after is great. this. And Alexander Steen gets. I think they allowed only one. I think I kind of one entrance into the third zone after from for the last th- almost three minutes. And Steen gets his fourteenth, an empty netter. Surprisingly, I'm shocked. From a, Steen with an empty netter, huh? Yeah. You don't and, say. Uh, he gets a uh, Peter Angelo gets the assist at the 1953 wow. mark. I do one one on podcast. Got to keep it I up. I know. Uh, the Blues wind up winning three to one, and it's start a off the road trip. And that's that's the, was probably a lot of. And I said it. I think I said it on Twitter it was the biggest game of the season. Um. At this point. I think so, point, yeah. because wasn't the last trip to L.A. the game where they Five just to one. Yeah, looked, they looked bad. dog crap bad? That's when Allen got pulled. That's what he got pulled. That was in a stretch where he got pulled three or four games. Yeah. That was like that was the third pull. And that was also, wasn't that after the game, the game where even Pang and Kelly were like, someone's got to figure it out. Yep. Because they, they didn't look competitive. So to be able to come back into Staples Center – your next trip there and and you know exile those demons is uh is a big thing and it's showing that this team is starting to heat up and they always say it when it comes to playoff time it's not necessarily who the best team is it's who heats up at the best time yep and, and uh, there's a couple teams out there that are doing it uh with the blues seem to be one of them yep so the blues move on down the road is it down the road or up the road to Anaheim from LA sort of Perpendicular, sort of southeast, a little bit. Okay, so not the bus trip, basically. A bus trip, totally. Uh, the face the Anaheim Ducks. So this first goal is a uh, Ricard Rankle is a thirtieth of the year, which is crazy because I remember this guy like just being like a little scrub on like, yeah. the fourth line a couple a couple years ago, and he's uh, heating it up now. And he gets it from Getzlav at the five forty two mark. I don't remember this goal off the top of my head now. Which just kind of bugs me. I don't think I saw this one. I think I was in transit home as this one was scored. So, and then, mind you, this game also, uh, I think it was a battle. It was not a battle of backups. This is where they did have their backup, Jonathan Bernier. So, we shelled them last. We got the last second goal by Edmondson for the win, the four to three. And that's when John Gibson looked uh, not good, looked terrible. Uh, and then he, uh, amazingly, has not had a. Uh, <laughs> Start sense. He, they, uh, he got put on the IR <laughs> right before the game. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to look at this stuff real quick. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. So Jake Allen's in again. And I thought he played pretty well. And I think the Blues actually outplayed I agree. them this I year. I agree. We, we were throwing way more hits that game, too. Yeah. Because Anaheim's a very, like, they are a quick team, but also they do have, like, Corey Perry gets a lot of guys who are bigger they've guys. Got skill, yeah. So Ryan got, Kessler's on that team, and Kessler. So they have guys who uh, throw it, throw their weight around too. So, Absolutely. but they also have guys like uh, Jakob Silverberg and uh, Ricard Rankle, Rankle, who is pretty fast. Yeah. Obviously, he has a uh, thirty goals. So, uh, this next play, oh man! So Blues are on a power play here, and puck is goes back in the zone. Pareko uh. goes to get it. He. Um, Overskates it. No, he doesn't overskate. He just like is backing up. Yeah. And one of their players actually has it, loses it. Two of our players go back, it being Barbashev. Right over it. Yakubov. Both miss it. 
gets that, follows it up, and just takes a hard wrist shot, and it beats Jake Allen blocker side. Hell of a shot. It's nothing on Allen there. Plus, yeah, three guys. I said Preko had a decent shot. Barbashev and Yakov had 100% a good shot. Oh, too. yeah. They just cleared it over. And they just missed it in the shorthanded goal. So Getzlav is his 14th from Cagliano, who was carrying in the zone at the time, uh, at the 637 mark of the second. And it's 2 nothing, and it's one of those games where you're – I'll be honest with you, I went to bed because I was butt-tired. But, I, uh, I watched this game just I because – even being down two nothing, they were out playing. Yeah, yeah. it didn't shot. feel like a game that the Blues were out of. And at one point, when we were in the middle of the third period, we were just putting shots on and couldn't get one in. And I sent a text to our group, and I just said, "I'll tell you right now, this game is going to end one of two ways, and that's either the Blues get shut out or the Blues come back and win three two. Because it just seemed like once one went in." The floodgates were going to open. I agree unfortunately, with you. option C in that. Correct. Blues. Option C right. was we lose two to one. Yeah. Bye. So, uh, but our feelings. A nice uh, play by here, like you know, like we talked about, Payarvi just making things happen. Uses yep. speeds on the wing. Him and Barbashev kind of like do a little weave play where Barbashev carries into the zone, drops it to Payarvi. Barbashev goes right to the net, and Payarvi gets a perfect pass across the crease, and Barbashev taps it in taps for his, it in. for his third of the season, his third NHL career goal. From Payarvi at the 10.08 mark of the third, and they peppered Bernier the last three minutes oh of the game. Oh, my God. And just it was just one of those games where you just knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, it really was because I've, I haven't seen the Blues have that much extended pressure on goal at, really at all this season. And it, like they were just coming in waves on the Ducks. And you know the Ducks would clear and the Blues would come right back in. And it just seemed like it wasn't an F but win. Yeah, so it was a uh, so it was a little disappointing, but at the same time, it's funny how I love. It's hard to be bad at that loss. Yeah, yeah it's also fun. I love the my favorite thing is to read Twitter. I, I call it it's like the uh, pulse of what the Blues fans feel. Like either rational to irrational fans. I just love like, kind of seeing it. So a lot of people are like, "Put Sharks tomorrow. The Kings game is nothing now. Throw that one away because we just basically oh. blew this game. We should have won this game." And I'm like. You guys realize that's the second place team in yeah. So they're a very good team. So yeah. it's uh, but it was a good short term memory. We beat them last weekend. Yeah, with eleven or nineteen seconds, seconds left, uh, sixteen. I think. One Come on eight. now. But anyway, so and a stat that I did not know about going into the Blues in the second game of back to backs this year are eight two and one, which they're is really good. The opposite of what they were the last couple of seasons. Yes. So and another stat going into the Sharks game that I did not know was that we have not lost to the Sharks this year. Which is amazingly odd. Very odd. And uh, so they wound up, uh, mind you, I think we, we talked about this, I think it was during the Islanders game. So Yori Latero was left home during this trip. He yep. is not playing. He is Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, he they uh, he is home alone. See, I got that reference. And he got hit. <laughs> so he got, hit in the, he got hit in the face of the puck in the they, Ducks game. It, it was the a, Ducks game Ducks at home. Game. Yeah, and it never ever since then, it never... He skated the next day, morning skate, like briefly, very yeah. briefly. And after that, he never – so I don't know exactly what's going on there. They never really said – undisclosed injury, which is that, that time of year when teams do that. So mm-hmm. uh, this game starts off with Ashley's favorite players. Scoring. Oh, yeah, I was the happiest person. Scotty like, Upshaw. He gets his eighth of the year using uh, Mark Edward Vlasic as a screen. Correct. Perfectly. And fires a shot pass. Uh, the third goal, was a Pell, Bell? I don't Bell. Know, Bell. So he, uh, their backup, who's been very good, he's only let five goals in in his last four starts. Yep. So he's they've their backup has been very very good. 
The Blues are back-to-back. Go with their backup as well. Carter Hutton's in. Who Carter, last time in San, San Jose got a shutout. Yes, and career-wise, he's like 3-0 and with like 1.67, something like that. Some crazy goals against. Yeah, so Against San Jose. Yeah, so the Blues, uh, you know, unfortunately can't hold his lead. A couple seconds later, uh, this uh, – yeah, Gunnarsson put his skate out to block a shot as he's going to the point. Mark Edward Vlasic kind of takes a half shot, but hits uh, his stick and just, just a screen really in front. Really goofy bounce. Yeah, it was a screen in front too, so he couldn't see it. So Mark Edward Vlasic gets his fifth of the year from DeMeo and Couture at the 1745 mark. And the Blues go into the end of the first period, tied 1-1. to So new guy is playing this game for his only second game, Zach Sanford, who was acquired in the Kevin Shattenkirk trade. Correct. So it looks like... Uh, his mom dropped him off. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> right? got a, he got permission to stay up late that night. Correct. So he gets his third out of the year, Well, for really kind of an awesome shot. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bowmeister does a very good play to keep the puck in the zone uh, and turns around and just whips a shot towards the net. Not even close, mind you. Nope. Mm-hmm. But hits but. the boards perfectly. Goes behind the net and comes to the other side of the net. So as their goalie is sliding, um, Sanford gets the puck and just roofs it, roofs it. and from a really sharp angle. And I, I give the I, I maybe if I score a goal first time on my team, I'd be a little more excited. Very reserved. Just like hey, I would guys. do the Leslie Child right there. Yeah, <laughs> in the slot. Yeah, and he's just like phrasing, and. Uh, yeah, he just like, hey guys, high five. Sorry, I'll go out to the bench. All right, I'm just don't know. I know. I'm just like, you know, you can celebrate. Everybody, everybody else yeah, was. Everybody was. Yeah, you're allowed to celebrate uh, a little bit, kid. And he was just like, okay, but it was cool. But he, he, I thought he looked didn't look out of place. Yeah, he looked fine. So you he's know. looking better. So I think the first game he's literally just okay, and I think this game you could see a little bit improvement, which I, mean, I think practices and getting to learn the system has helped. I'm so. not expecting this kid to be a playoff producer, or to be honest, even. On the ice, should this team make the playoffs? Yeah, a year or two from now, I'm hoping to be a solid third. Absolutely, and, and I think that you know that's the thing we have to look at is we need big body centers. We we mm-hmm. lost two of them last year with with Bacchus, Bacchus and, and Brower. So I know the Blues fans weren't happy with what we got back, but. You have to look at the at the game of hockey as not only this year but down the road, and I really think that he has the ability to turn into a Bacchus or Brower style player. Yeah, maybe not pot as many goals, but a solid two way guy. Sure, a use at the end of the day, a useful NHL player. Which yep. you should be. And he's happy only going to learn. Yeah, know, he's only so. twenty one years old. Twenty. That is nothing. So he's got plenty of years left. He's on his rookie year contract. You get two more years at a cheap rate. Yep. Doesn't work out in two years or whatever. Then he's an RFA and then yeah. go from there. So third period comes around. Vladimir Tarasenko gets a goal here from uh, Steen and Petrangelo at the 834 mark. Pretty much Steen fires a shot and it's half caught by the goalie. Yes. It hits the crossbar and Tarasenko's right there and kind of crashes the net and – Puts it in there, so we get the three to one lead. Get an empty net goal at the eighteen ten mark from Tarasenko, his thirty fourth from Schwartz and Pareko, and the Blues take this one. And this was a very satisfying win. In uh, they played very well in the Shark Tank during the year. Mm-hmm. Swept the San Jose Sharks this year. Yeah. It makes me so happy, especially with all the problems we've had in the past. Because yeah. you know that's the first thing people say. About the Kings and the Sharks, but well, they're a thorn in our side, and it just—it felt so good. To... Well, I mean, 
the other team that knocked you out when you thought you had a legit shot last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good, I mean, one hundred percent good. It shows you how evenly matched that Western Conference final was. Yep. Because yes, legitimately, absolutely. I mean, even though some of those games the scores were close, both of those teams were just heavy, heavy teams. And you know, I I, I still say I think what killed the Blues was not being able, able to close out Chicago or Dallas when they had chances. Just a couple extra games they had to play. And, yep. You know, when you're up 3-1 on Chicago and they push you to seven, and then when you're up 3-2 on Dallas and they push you to seven, like those are just those couple extra days that you don't need to put wear and tear on your yeah, body. Three, yeah, they, they cut it down by two, even two games on each Even if you close out Chicago in six. Yeah, as I say, you cut down a game on each one that's plus a couple extra days added on that. That's you yeah. know, it's a lot less wear and tear and you're not as tired. After a long season. So this is where the Blues finally started. I call it, I call it the down part of the, the month schedule. They play the Arizona Coyotes, who are uh, what they say, not good. Yeah, I think that's what the kids say is uh, hot garbage. Correct. Yep, a big old uh, trashy mess. So me and you were uh, had our our fifth annual, fifth annual Bro Olympics Winter Day. Bro Olympiad. <laughs> Three-time champ. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm still calling shenanigans over mm, Space Kennedy. Space Kennedy is allowed. So Space Kennedy, what do you the gold medal? And I still think that that is shenanigans. Uh, I had the same chances as you, so we'll get into that another time. But anyway, so they play Arizona in Arizona. It was apparently dressed like an empty seat night. It was. Oh my god, yeah. It was uh, a warm up. Like seat night. Yeah, the warm ups. There was literally twenty to thirty people in the building when both teams were warming up. It looked like from I'm the pretty Arrow positive net. there were more Blues fans there than there were. Oh, there. sure like, was. Like yeah, I heard a couple more. times during the power plays, I heard I saw I heard Let's Go Blues. Chance Same thing in Anaheim, by the way. If you listen yeah. to that, crowd. yeah, yeah. So it was a, uh, it was very very cool to see a lot of team, a lot of players uh, travel. I know Hitch's hat was there. Yeah. I know a couple other people on Twitter were there. And as it was we cool uh, to see. as we said in the in the minutes leading up to the game, uh, good seats still available. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I think wasn't that didn't the uh, the Coyotes tweet that out and they were like yeah no kidding yep so um, the Blues this whole game I think definitely the first period the Blues were the shots were like sixteen seven, to one sixteen to one seventeen to one yeah because like for the longest time they didn't there was like they did nothing they yeah. were just like letting us like walk around the Blues got a sort of gift I guess you could say not really. Um, D'Angelo of the uh, Anthony D'Angelo, I think it is of the uh, Coyotes, decides to board Zach Sanford. Yes, pretty. Sanford was turning, and it's funny because Pang was more on D'Angelo's side than he was like Sanford's. Like, am I wrong? He's like, okay, Sanford was turning and put himself in an awkward position. D'Angelo, was, you know, couldn't really react, which I agree with him. And yeah, he I was, agree. He was getting only a two-minute boarding penalty, but according to NHL Rule 15B slash 27A, paragraph two. Uh, subsection com- six. That's completely line made up words, five. So you can't even look that up. <laughs> but basically, if there's blood on a boarding play, it's automatic five in a game. Yep. Yeah. So and there was blood. He got. He basically at the edge of the board, like the top of the board where the glass meets. That was scary. It looked bad. Yeah. Um, he sat out. I guess concussion uh, protocol. Protocol. Mm-hmm. They they call up top. They saw him and into like, the quiet room with go you. Go to the quiet room and go get some tests. And he missed the rest of the first. But he was out the in the second and third, and yep. he was deemed okay after the game. Though, mm-hmm. so good news there. But the Blues had a five minute power play to start. Kind of and used four minutes and fifty seven <laughs> seconds of it. Correct. And Alex Petrangelo gets the goal here, his twenty something of the year that I just had, and the screen went dark on me. So that happens. So Petrangelo gets the goal here, and this is just a point shot 
that yeah. finally goes through and, just, and uh, Smith just misses. Mike Smith was on tonight. Usually you get Mike Smith that's either okay mm-hmm. or Mike Smith who doesn't know what a puck looks like and he just lets it go by. <laughs> I was, you know, we joked <laughs> about that that night is we're only what three years removed, three, four years removed from them going to the conference final. Yeah. On Mike Smith's back pretty much. Yeah. When he was the toast of the NHL. Is the and next that's what, that's what is his contract year. And that's remember, uh, remember Philly was trying to sign yeah. him or something like that. And then, but the Coyotes decided to pony up and give him a lot of money and he's been okay. Let's just say that he said he's been hot, hot and cold. Let's go with that. Hot yes. And um, and you're right. You get one of two Mike Smiths. You get the one who can hold it down or you get the one who's too busy uh, scribbling on the ice in front of him and not paying attention to anything going Correct. by him. And then the second period rolls around. Who gets, notes, who gets love notes that say, Dear Mike, we're all behind you. Love the pucks. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, then in the second period, Ashley Sierra player scores again. And unassisted again. Yeah. By so the way. working hard. That fourth line is, as much as we call it a fourth line, a lot of people, they've been now calling it like a third line because they pretty much. Yeah, they're great. They're Their great. intensity's fantastic. Yeah, all three of them are playing well. Um, and after the, there's no really line. I think the part of it too, there's no really line juggling anymore. With the injuries, there has been, but honestly, outside of injuries, they've kept the top line together. Thank Stasny, God. Stasny, Steen, and uh, Tarasenko. They've kind of swapped Schwartz every once. They had to swap Schwartz a couple times. With they got the, to do something to, to get that kid out of his funk. Yeah, so Schwartz can't buy a goal. He can assist on a ton. Can't buy a goal though. No. So. Uh, the Blues get in the third period, and Dave Prong gets a empty net goal. Gets crunched into the boards. Oh. He wanted having a maintenance day today, recording on the twentieth. Yep. Uh, but he said he's deemed okay by uh, Mike Yo. So Prong is the fifteenth from Pareko at the eighteen fifty seven mark, and the Blues are off and running this week. So three and so three nothing. Not Jake Allen made thirty one saves. Made the saves he had to. None of them seemed extraordinarily hard. And nothing that, that jumped out at me, at least. He's like, you know, like, oh, maybe you should have. Like, yeah, there's two. They had two, three post, three post. Yeah. The only thing that I will say to this game is that um, despite the 3 nothing score, I feel like this game was a lot closer than that score uh, notates. And I feel like the Blues let the Coyotes hang around quite a bit. Yeah, I thought they had a chance there to kind of uh, pull away, and they didn't really. And that's the one thing that scares me with this team is that they do seem to play to their competition, both up and down. Which is one thing that I worried about with this week's schedule with them being. Uh, you read my mind. Yeah, <clears throat> so we'll see how they go. So tomorrow night, as I check my fans' teams, I completely forgot to put the guys in on playoff week. Drag. Yeah, well, I know. You, I know you're you. You're out. I know. I only... <laughs> anyway, so this week they play at Colorado, so they finish up the road trip. Yep. Um, and then they come home for a handful of games. So they play Vancouver on the 23rd. You're going, correct? That's my last game. Your last game. And then Calgary. And then the Calgary, which is going to be the big test. Calgary's been playing really well. More than likely you'll see Brian Elliott, who's been playing extremely well as, as well. And then we have the Coyotes. Then the week after, last week of March, man. Whew. You got Coyotes on Monday, Coyotes on Wednesday, and and uh, Colorado, Colorado on Friday. I'm going to say right now, and I hate to say it, Phoenix is going to win one of those games. Some way, I think something's going to happen. Three games and against that team in less than two weeks, Arizona's going to win one of those. Yeah, games. something's going to light a fire underneath, or at least they'll get like an overtime or shootout win or something yeah. like that. I, mean, I hope they point. don't. God knows. Like, oh, these are points we yeah. need. 
I just feel like that much familiarity, Arizona's going to find a way to win one of those. With the six games that are left in this month, I'll just do a quick predictions before we take a break here. Uh, so we just went on six games that are left. Two against Colorado, two against Arizona, one against Vancouver, one against Calgary. One of those teams is in the playoff right now. Yep. And are very hot. And are very hot. So I honestly think you should – so there's a possibility of six times two is 12, 12 points. I think the Blues should be able to pull at least – this is a little high, but I'm going to go with it. I think they should have nine points out of the next That's 12 games. That's exactly where I put the bar. Where did you do it? 4-1-1. I almost said that. Actually, I'm going to say many, we're going 5-1. Five and one, I'm going to pray to the hockey guys. I have us four, one and one. Yes, yeah, so I was saying about the same. I figured there'd be one game in there where you should have had, but maybe a blue or just, just yeah. the goalie was hot or something like that. And then one game you're going to lose. For all I know, it could be the game you lose is going to be against Colorado and you beat the crap out of Calgary for all right. I know. Sure. Because it's hockey, so who knows. So we'll come back and go over this week's news. It might have been a Royal Rumble. So anyway, we were talking about Biggie putting too much baby oil on. <laughs> he came so. out. That dude was shiny. Yeah, and that's what we talk about between takes. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, we're weird. Yeah, we're we're odd. really weird. So a couple of news items for this week. So we didn't kind of late on this one. Uh, Tage Thompson yeah. won the Blues' first round pick from last year. Um, his team did not make the NCAA tournament. Correct. So he decided to turn pro early. So basically, signed a three year deal that will kick in. Next year? July 1st, technically. Yeah. So, basically, he signed an amateur trial, an ATO. So, he went down to Chicago, cannot play with the Blues this year at all. So, no, no ideas there. Correct. Go down to Chicago and help them get, you know, win a Calder Cup. I'm thinking if they – I'll talk to you guys. If they get close to a Calder Cup, anybody want to make a trip to Rosemont? Oh, Illinois? absolutely. Sure. I think that might have to happen depending on when it is and stuff. The Allstate is a terrible place, but it's I'll go. <laughs> yeah. I just want to go just to see like the whole you know, see actual competitive. It's fun. Team. Yeah, I would love that. Um we could also, depending on who they play, if they play the Iowa Wild, mm. I got the hook up there. Yeah, we can go up there too. Well, hopefully they play the Iowa Wild. Yeah. It'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, cause I remember, they do have a nice little arena up there from what we Yeah, saw. they really do. Yeah. You've been in there. I've been in there. Yes, I, I have. never have. Not for uh, hockey, but you have been in that arena. I've been in that arena for Bacon Fest. That's right. Bacon Fest was – oh, dude, Bacon Fest was fantastic. Good times. But anyway, so that happens. So Tate Johnson turns. Another one that is – might be happening is our other pretty much prize prospect that's out there. Ranked number three by uh, TSN is prospects who could turn pro out of 50. Yep. So that's pretty good, I think. I would say. Um, Jake Wallman, his yep. team, uh, Providence – uh, it, depending if they made the tournament, well, they just made the tournament this on Sunday. Yeah. Got announced, so they have first round matchup against uh, I think I believe it's Notre Dame is what they say. I've heard of them. So they uh, so if they make the uh, so if they go through and as far as they go, as soon as he's done with that, his you know he can sign. And he pretty much said in interviews, he's like, I'm going to play for my team right now, and then whatever my future happens, it happens pretty much. I'm going to play for my team until we lose, and then I'm going to go make some sweet cash. I'm out. <laughs> so he out. he is a junior now, so he only has one more year of eligibility left. So maybe if they go really far, maybe he's like, I want to go one more year to see if we win a championship, which that suck, but 
okay. But, yeah. But if he doesn't, you know, another guy they put down the minors. Like I said, Vince Dunn, I think, is darn close to being ready, especially if we maybe can get rid of Gunnarsson somehow. Yeah. Knocking people out. Yep. That'd be nice. Yeah. That's still the best video ever. Vince Dunn punching a dude in the hallway. Yeah. Yep. That's a good video. So, got those two prospects who uh, are going to be coming to the Blues hopefully soon, but uh, probably a little bit away. So, we have a couple injuries of this we talked about. Uh, Yaskin hurt, got hurt again. So, he's on the minor. He's on the mend, I guess, right now. I think he's pretty much okay now, but he's on the trip with the team. Yakupov was playing in his stead, but they kind of put Sanford in instead. Sanford's been playing well, so they're pretty much sticking with Sanford as of right now. Which I get. Um, I think come playoff time, that spot goes to Yakupov above Sanford, though. I uh, think. If the, yeah, who knows? If maybe Yaskin if he's healthy by then. That's I bet you they go with Yaskin. That's just my sure. guess. Also, the other news with the shutout this week, which I forgot to mention before, uh, Jake Allen is number four now. He's one behind Glenn Hall. Wow. So he'll, if he beats Glenn Hall, who are the two people he has to get in front of? Uh, that would be Yaroslav Halak and Brian Elliott. Correct. In which the, he's young enough, he's highly possible. So Blues, also another fun stat for everybody. Blues had one shutout in their first 41 games. Correct. So in their last 29, how many do they have? Three. Seven out of the last 29 games. Three. Three. Seven. <laughs> a combination of three five. and five. Yeah, three and five. So that's eight. Three. Okay. But yeah, so anyway, the Blues. I'll uh, forget that. So the Blues, uh, is that from something I'm missing right now? Seven yeah, Night Seven Night Live, the Jeopardy. Celebrity stuff. Jeopardy. Yeah. I must have missed that one. Because he puts like the the V and he's like, that that counts? It's a Roman new world for five? Let's see what you write. Or no, that was Suck at yeah. Trebek. Three. Yeah. Yeah, That's was, when he was pretending to be Jimmy Fallon, yeah. right? Okay, okay, I'll take okay. the rapist. I'll take Apetits. <laughs> That's Apetit. <laughs> so good. So, uh, good stuff there. Um, another NHL note I'll bring up before we get into our poll question results. Yes. Um, so, kind of already speculating about the next Winter Classic has already happened. Yeah, it sounds cool. And then be Buffalo... Buffalo and uh, the Rangers. The Rangers at, at City Field. At City Field, which is where the Mets play. Correct. So, like I said, sounds cool. Also, my thing is, two teams have already had one. Yeah, Buffalo had the original I mean, one. And I get it. And Buffalo, I get. To Buffalo's a do. Buffalo is also a very hockey rabid town, so I get that. They don't. They have the Bills. Yep. But outside yeah, the. Yeah. But outside, of, they really don't have like like another professional team up there, right? That Just them and the Sabers. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So during the winter, man, that's like the two big things up there. Which one one year that's going to happen? We're going to go <laughs> Buffalo is gonna, very similar to St. Louis. We're going to go get. We're going to go to a built to a Buffalo Sabers game if they have it on Saturday. Yep. On Sunday, we're going to go tailgating. I have done then exactly what you're describing, and it is a long weekend, but it's fun. That's when I mean, you told me about it and all stuff. I just want to go be with my people. Oh, the yeah, go be with my people. Man, <laughs> that, look, for those of you who are football fans, uh, I'm a lifelong, as far back as I can remember, Buffalo Bills fan. I have no ties to the community. I'm just a Bills fan. If you think you know tailgating, you don't know anything <laughs> so they until got you the, go to the Buffalo Bills. People crapping yeah. in buckets in the middle of fields. They have a guy throwing ketchup at people. Guys just spraying people with ketchup. 
Um, people banging in the parking lot. People banging in the parking lot. Oh my gosh. Um, people banging on top of cars in the parking lot. Uh, there was, I think, what was the video? The people RKOing. Like free for all. Oh, it is oh, debauchery. Oh my god. People, people putting each other like through the flaming purge, table. Ta- they're tailgating. Yeah. Like the purge. People putting each other through tables that are on fire. Yeah, that oh was a uh, People there, playing spin bat. There you was go like, for one event, and you have like a weekend yeah. full oh, of there activities. Was, uh, there was well, there was like a good. Was it? It wasn't last season. It was a season before. Two seasons ago. Two seasons ago, where it was like every week, I was just want to go on Monday to Deadspin to see what had Buffalo Bills fans done because yep. every every week there was something. There was one where the guy was like doing stuff to his girl in the stand, and the guy was taking a picture right there. Yep. Three weeks later, when the girl wrote a letter of the misconnections, saying that she's that said, like, "Hey, I did uh, you were to sitting you. next to me when my boyfriend went to go get beers, and I gave you a handy." Yeah. Yep. God. Yeah, and it was in the misconnections thing, and then like after that, it was the people doing it in the parking lot. Yeah, then it was the flaming tables the week I after remember that. The parking lot one, yeah. and then there was one that. where it was it been no the only one from last year was the uh, guy that was drinking whiskey out of a chick's ass. Yes, yeah, that was last year. Oh my! Uh, and then We're I slacking. went. I went I week two. <laughs> right. I went week two this year, which was the home opener uh, Thursday night football, and I saw the guy deucing it out in the middle of the field, <laughs> just. Putting his butt cheeks on one of those like Home Depot trash buckets, you know, Fantastic. for like just five gallon yard waste buckets. The yeah. ones that they give to kids to teach them how to ice skate. Yeah, like little <laughs> orange buckets. Yeah, just setting his butt on one of those. <laughs> no big deal. Deucing it out in the middle of a field, waving to oncoming traffic. No. I was like, damn, I'm happy to be back in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was uh, the little NHL news slash. Uh, Bill's news for the week. Uh, so we'll go to our poll question that kind of led to our little discussion slash minor rant last week. And our poll question is, do you think KSDK gives, well, let's specify this very closely, daily adequate coverage of the St. Louis Blues? And that, I think, is very appropriately worded. Yeah, so we made, I made sure I ran, I, I ran it by you like two or three times to make sure I had it. Right. Properly, yeah. Not just regular, just all coverage. Just every day, like you are the fil- affiliate, national affiliate. You can get caught up by watching your news yes. channel. And thirteen yeah. percent said yes. Okay. Sixty-six percent said no. Hmm. Twenty-one percent number is skewed because we found out two people that we know just did that just to f with us. Right. Twenty-one uh, percent said you guys are too critical. Well. Look, we don't need to revisit the whole thing. Um, there was a really big back and forth between – it started out publicly on Twitter, then it ended up private messages with me and this guy um, going back and forth uh, about you know what he thought we were implying and what we were actually saying. And he kept coming back to two things, which was mm-hmm. – um, I don't care about daily coverage on TV. I get what I need from JR. And then he would talk about, well, it's TV ratings. And I'm sorry, but those are irrelevant arguments to me. Because number one, it's not about I don't need it from source A. I can go to source B to get it. If you're the sports department of a network news channel and you have a professional sports team in your town, that's your job is to cover them. Absolutely. It's it's not 
optional. If you missed not just even just a part of the game and you watch your local news channel where your local team is based and you can't be caught up and brought right. up to date on either how that game went or what What's happened, going on that day. then I'm sorry, that is not adequate coverage. And, you know, I'm not saying that they like they won't. They do. Because they will say things like, oh, the Blues beat so-and-so 3-2. And then they'll move on to the next story. My my point was, you have a professional team here. And mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not talking like professional tennis. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Like, and it's, it's not a crappy the, team. It's one of the big four. Football, baseball, hockey, basketball. Correct. It's one of the big four. You give more coverage to an NFL team that left your city a year ago than you do to your NHL team having a great comeback year on their 50th anniversary. And by the way, your network holds the NHL contract. Now, the second point he made was, well, maybe the reason they don't do it is because of ratings and covering hockey doesn't get ratings. Again, I'm sorry. When it comes to news, there's two segments of the news that I don't think are beholden to ratings, and that's sports and weather. You can't just make up whatever weather you want because you want better ratings. Mm-hmm. If it's raining outside, you have to say it's raining. Mm-hmm. If it's sunny outside, you have to say it's sunny. When it comes to sports, you have to report on the sports that you have, regardless of if you think the team's crap or not. Because you're in St. Louis. St. Louis has the St. Louis Cardinals, the St. Louis Blues. Everything after that should be here's the hierarchy and I'll I'll be realistic. Mm-hmm. If I'm the sports director for any network news station in St. Louis, here's the pyramid of priorities for me. St. Louis Cardinals, above and beyond anything else, they get their own spot up at the top. Below that, St. Louis Blues, major colleges, meaning University of Missouri, Illinois, St. Louis University. Yep. Mm-hmm. Underneath that, Missouri State Wash U, every other college. I would even throw into that one St. Louis FC into the sure for sure to the one hundred percent. Yeah, Um, and then on that line underneath that would be like NASCAR, national sports, NASCAR, golf, golf, whatever. Now, obviously, when the big events take place, like in two weeks, you have the Masters. That's big. So, so golf moves up a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, during football season, football is big, regardless of there being a team here or not. Yeah. Football is big. Should it lead when the Blues are playing? No. no. Your in-city team should lead the newscast. Absolutely. Yep. So. Cue the applause button. That was my point. My point wasn't that they need to have the exclusives on everything but I think there's due diligence that needs to be done. Absolutely. And just because you can go to JR and get, you know, the lineups and the scratches and all that stuff, that's fine, man. Not everybody you, does that either. But and, and you should be able to do that. And that's great if that is your preferred choice. But that is a that is an irrelevant argument as to why this TV station doesn't do it. Absolutely. They should not do it just because the newspaper is. But also, you got to keep in mind, like, and, you know, with the conversation you're talking about, the about the conversation you had with mm-hmm. this guy via Twitter, you have to keep 
in mind all of the other tiers and levels of fans we have. We have us that are diehard people that sit here and take time out of our weekly thing to do a podcast about this team. Right. You and know? I get that not everyone is as passionate about Absolutely. us. Absolutely, but the people that want to be caught up should be able to turn on the news because they missed a couple games and get caught up. Yeah, like Agreed. you said, there's basically three tiers pretty much. There's like diehard fans who want every little blues news you can get. Yeah. And, we're, and we're still going to watch the There is a casual fan who's like, oh, the hockey season, like, i right. Hey, if hey, the game's I, if I get free tickets, it. I'll go to the game like, yeah. type thing. Or maybe I'll go to the game if there's something going on that weekend or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then you have, oh, hey, the playoffs are on. I really like playoff hockey. Right. And you have those three. So that's the three I kind of break it down to. So, right. Yeah. And my, the my playoffs big, are on and our team's in it, so I'm going to actually watch it. Yeah. My big argument with this guy was that and you see it a lot with Frank just because Frank, for whatever reason, always hyper-focuses on this sport, is you cannot tell me that there are more people in this city that care about random high school team basketball than the St. Louis Blues. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, you can't. Like, if I go to MICDS, then I care. Or if my kid does, or whatever. Dude, I'm 40 years old. I played for Forge Zumwalt South for four years. Mm. I don't care what my old high school is doing. I don't care. I don't care. And that's because I didn't like high school. It's because I don't care. It means nothing to me. It means nothing to anyone. If you ask me, hey, man, do you want to do us a five-minute five segment on the St. Louis Blues or a five-minute segment on your old high school's basketball team, man, cover the Blues. And that was my point is that you can't – if you were doing an entire high school show, that's one thing. But when you do a five-minute feature article piece on one – high school team, you cannot tell me that that draws more ratings or a bigger audience than a professional hockey team segment. Absolutely. And isn't that why they started that Saturday morning high school coverage I don't crap know if they have I don't know if they have that anymore. I, was done. I, I remember know. Angela I was doing it for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I, don't want to I know that every all three of the of the networks usually do something. There's probably something with I, high school. I cannot comment on if there is one because I don't want people putting words in my mouth again like apparently I did last time. <laughs> right. So uh, Sorry we hurt your feelings, yeah, guys. Yeah, like apparently I, I said that we said that there was a sh- uh, hockey show on Channel 5. There was. Actually Channel 4. Um, Maybe it was just during the playoffs, or maybe it was last year they they discontinued it. But there was a blues show called, I think, like Blues Weekly or something like that. Whatever. It's it's fine. Well, you guys can put whatever words you want to in my mouth. Fight me. I don't care. I'll go phrasing (laughs) for 500 on that one. And so we'll start wrapping up on that. So if you want to get a hold of us on the uh, Twitters at Blues Hockey NHL, Chris is. At Hossapalooza. Ashley is. At Ashley Ryan. And I am by far one of the most intriguing people you'll ever follow. Correct. Very true. And then uh, on Facebook, Blues Hockey Podcast. uh, And. Email us with fun, interesting facts if you want to email us at blueshockeypodcast at gmail. And most importantly, find all that information plus the podcast at blueshockeypodcast.net. Any housekeeping items you want to go over? Uh, No. Um, If you guys want to listen tomorrow to the Kelly Mano show, we have Cam Jansen on the show. That would be 321 for fans. Correct. In case I – this will probably go up during the Blues game tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, In head over to kellymano.com. You can listen to our newest episode. I believe it is episode 93. There you go. Um, good stuff. But we have, it, I'm sure it will be a headline about Cam being on the show. Yeah, we're, we're, probably, we're right behind you. We're in, the, we're in the high 70s now. Yeah. So we're getting there. So next, probably next year, depending on the playoffs. 
we're close to that 100 mark, and I plan to do something big for Should that. get patches for our shirts? Yeah. <laughs> you get patches on there, so that'd be cool. And then uh, what was the other thing? So, yeah, also, once again, thanks to Glassbangers for all their uh, support and for the last contest. Uh, hopefully, we're on playoff time. We'll have something else going on. Absolutely. Yep. And I've got one of their T-shirts on right now. Does, so I suggest great one. They're, and they're having a really big sale, too. So anybody that hasn't been to Glassbangers.com, you definitely have to go and check it out. Yep. I love that shirt. I like the shirt that you got with all the retired numbers. Uh, yeah, they There's a lot of really, really cool shirts out yeah, there. Yeah, and uh, the person who won it... Uh, picked actually the shirt that you have on the, the gray shirt with yep. the I nice. saw that yep I saw yeah, so we tweeted out so thank you for that and thank you and congratulations to the contest winner and we'll be doing another fun thing like that again we're on playoff time I think for sure let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that they keep winning and we can also do what we said which was start doing some more live uh, podcasts yeah we have a couple more I gotta sure. talk I gotta say well like I said our schedule has been so kind of around like hectic yeah i know you're gonna get into concert season very soon so i know you're gonna be hectic so we'll try to get something i know i want to go to uh the minor meaner minor did i get that right arena thing yeah the guy who did the uh, built like a replica like arena in his basement the fan cave oh yeah one so he's he's invited us over to a podcast there the that would be awesome yeah i just talked to him about that so we're gonna try to get that we'll get that trying squared away soon Another one is, which I'll talk to the guys at Game Time, by the way, who are doing a great job on 590 during the day. Fantastic. Uh, it's an early start time, but they do podcast it, so 5 to 7 a.m. every day on 590, except for Fridays. Um, and I was on there once, so thanks, guys. And um, they might do a, a little tailgate, maybe, if the Blues make the playoffs again. Yeah, cool. which we've talked about as well. I would love to, to do that. That was maybe the most fun I've had all season was yeah. getting out and doing And it'll be nicer, a little bit nicer weather. God, I no rain. <laughs> no rain, and then uh, we can get kind of something going on there. So we'll keep you guys abreast of everything that comes up, and we'll go from there. So thanks for listening once again, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.